Welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington, our first for the year 2021. And we're going to take a break from all the NFL talk after the incredibly crazy Saturday and Sunday results, especially that Browns blowout over the Steelers. I definitely did not expect that. I knew either team could have won. Was not expecting the Browns to literally come out in the opening seconds and never take their foot off the gas, completely dominating the Steelers in a a big win for them. Their first playoff win since the, since 1994. And over a divisional rival, Browns fans are so hyped right now. Get out my mentions. Get off my D. Get out my DMs. Get off my Twitter page and whatever else because I get it. Y'all are hyped, but. You've got the Chiefs this weekend. It's a tall, tall task. So lots going on across the NFL and the playoffs, the NBA, and much more. But this week, we're going to take a step back. We are bringing in a man that has been doing some incredible things, especially on the TV screen, using his platform to help spread motivation, writing a book. He was on The Bachelorette. Eric Bigger. I am excited to bring this reality TV star from the West Coast out in Cali on the show this week to talk about his journey to to getting into reality TV. And then this week in Spilling the Beans with Michaela McNuff, she is going to be discussing a youth football coach that's under some scrutiny over some very inappropriate behavior. She's got all those details and more though. So I hope you guys are ready for another edition, our first of the new year. Hope you had a great holiday. Hope January and 2021, although it has been crazy, especially around the Capitol being taken over and so much going on already in these first weeks of January. Hopefully your new year is starting off great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington right here on Fox Sports Radio and across all streaming platforms. It's time to go beyond the headlines Cause I don't put in overtime just so I can headline Okay, now it's Fox Sports, I'm live with Renee Going hard every day, sports rapping every play Different segments for your favorites Coming at you daily with positive vibes Yeah, we some game changers Basketball, football, soccer With different interviews, you never know who may pop up Listen, <laughs> only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. So you may have seen him on The Bachelorette Season 13, The Bachelor Winter Games, The Bachelor in Paradise Season 5, but he's also a motivational speaker, mental health advocate, author, TV personality, and a Zodiac sign expert, actually. It's Eric Bigger. Welcome. <laughs> oh, look at the intro. I feel like I'm getting ready for a game. Renee, how are you? Thanks for at guard from LA. No, I'm just yes, all the way from LA. <laughs> um, how are you? Welcome. I'm phenomenal. I'm just happy to be here. You know, life is good. I'm happy to have you on Beyond the Headlines because I feel like your journey, your story is everything that the show embodies of trying to go deeper than just what we see in TV. And I know that's something we talked about before is how you're more than just a TV personality. You're doing so many different things to help, you know, inspire, encourage. And that's something that I really enjoy about how you even carry yourself. But I do want to get into before we even talk all the incredible things you're doing. How do you how did you get started on The Bachelorette? Like, what is the process for that? Did you uh, sign up a, somewhere? Like, how did that even happen? It's a, it's a, um, enduring, 
if, the, if, if that's the right word, process. It's a lot that goes on before you get on the show. Um, I have a friend, uh, by the way, a name of Aisha Cole. We call her Pinky. She's actually the owner of Slutty Vegan Restaurant oh. in Atlanta. So we went to high school together. When I moved to LA in 2010, I happened to run into her in a nightclub. And at that time I was, you know, looking for a place. Like I've been out here two weeks. I'm like, she's like, you can stay at my place. You know, she's, um, she went to Clark, she's a Delta. She's like, oh, you can hold my car, I'll be gone. And she actually was the one who helped me find my first place here. She was the one that told me I need to do TV. So funny thing about that story is that I feel like her presence in my life, she's like an angel. She always comes around at the right time and like changes my life. It's so odd. So with all the success of Slutty Vegan, I know I'm getting off a subject. It's just like, she was the reason I did TV. I came out here, my first job was TV. I was background acting. I was a stand-in on the Zach and Kobe show <laughs> as an NBA player. She was the one who told me to do that. So when the show came in 2017, she was the one who connected the dots because someone named Thea Washington in Baltimore was looking for someone from Baltimore, in Baltimore, to be on the show. Mm -hmm. So she brought the connection. She asked me if I wanted to go on the show. I said yes. She connected me to Dia. And then from there, I went on an interview, interview, and they loved me. They wanted to move me forward. It was a lot of questions about your background, especially dating, your work life, education life, your pet peeves. Um, and then I didn't hear from them. So I'm like, damn, what happened? Like, I felt, you know, and at the time I was doing Uber, I was personal training and selling water machines. I was hustling. And I remember the night I got the call, it was sometime in like maybe late November, early December, it was 8 p.m. And I was parked on Wilshire uh, Boulevard in uh, Los Angeles. And I got a call, 310 number, I don't know who it was. And it was somebody from the show. I was like, oh, is this Eric? We would love to have you, boom, boom, boom. So we're gonna call you back with some details. And then my whole perspective changed. I'm like, cause I was actually waiting for an Uber ride, you know, in the car. like. Yeah. And so I was like, and, and before the call came, I was like, man, I'm just so tired of this. Like, can't keep doing And I was making money. I was making 700 to 1,000 a week doing Uber. So don't knock the Uber drivers. You, they can make some money. I was making money. But I was just tired. I was burnt out. I, I said, how do I have to learn how to make money with my intellect and my mind and not just my physical presence and body, right? So that went on. I didn't, I didn't really go into that interview until like January. So it took another four weeks for that to happen. So I still was like, okay, maybe this is not true. But anyway, the process, right? So they, it's called LA Casting Week. They fly everyone into LA, uh, LAX, the Sheraton Hotel. All the producers are there, all the talent, you know, all the contestants. Um, and you see everybody. You know, you take a five, I think it's 500 questions, psychological tests. Oh. Yeah. Um, you gotta do uh, background checks. You have to do, um, like all these questionnaires and surveys about your past. And you gotta put the last person you dated. And like, it's deep, it's a lot. Then on top of that, you gotta take like 30 something photos. Like this thing is built to break you to see if you really wanna do this, cause it's tedious. What people don't know, you also get tested. You know, they test your, your, your blood and your urine. So STDs, all that, like they do, they're about their business. So they're, they're a big network, a big company. So. It's a lot. It's a lot before you get on the show. And you got to see if you get approved. <laughs> they have to like you. Your stuff have to go through. And it's more than just like, oh, yeah, I'm applying. I'll be on the bench. So, <laughs> like, 
you can go and some things might not pan out based on what happened. So that is insane. I didn't know you had to do so much. And as you mentioned, you were actually going to LA, I guess, then to find a TV job. Like you were going with the hopes and dreams of. Well, so when I came to LA, that's the thing. Like when I came here, I wouldn't, I didn't want to go. TV was never in my intentions, was never my focus, was never my priority, was never my purpose. I came to LA to go to grad school. That was the intentions. I want to go to grad school. I'm a businessman. I, don't, I graduated from Hampton University in VA. Shouts out to my Hamptonians. I got a degree in entrepreneurship. So but I'm thinking like, oh, you know, 22, oh, I'm get a BA, a business administration, MBA. Ooh, I'm going to go kill it in life. Uh-uh. I went to the info session. They told me that price. Uh, it's going to be 40000 a year. I'm like, ah, I don't think I can afford it. I'm already 40000 in debt, you know? So that's not going to work. Um, and, uh, and so the funny thing about my life in LA is that TV has always been chasing me. Always. Like, I'm just like, I don't want to be a team. I want to motivate people. I want to help people. <laughs> I remember doing a background commercial for Genio Turkey Burger. It was getting paid like $8 an hour. Um, they actually came up to me. I said something like, I'm on my third one right now. And it's awesome. I had stuff on my shirt, writing on my shirt. So I didn't think they would take it. Cause you know, you're not supposed to have, you know, it's copyright or whatever. Next thing you know, January of that year was September, 2011. I got a check for 400. Later that summer, later into the year, I made $15,000 on that commercial. And I was doing background. I remember doing a photo shoot, Renee. Look, I was doing a photo shoot. And it was a trade. Like they gave me like $30 a wallet and you know, for photos, like I was broke. Like, Tell me why those, those photos from that photo shoot was on a billboard in Hollywood. What? Yeah, like. Not, no big I'm, deal. Just it's <laughs> like, but, but I'm like, I'm not forcing this. I did, um, I remember when I was 26, I did um, the Chris Jenner show. They found me on Model Mayhem. I got paid $500. I needed the money. And I'm like, how all the people in the world, they find me on the page? So it was like TV and the entertainment was always in my aura layer. Like it was just always like, but I never wanted to do that. I was just wanted to do motivation stuff. And so when the show came, I was like, and I went on it, I was like, I know my purpose. Got it. You know, the TV is the bait. TV is the bait to get you into my world. Like, oh, hey, boom, I'm gonna drop you with the truth. So I have a lot of information. I have a lot of wisdom and substance to help you understand how do I get to this place? How do I evolve into this being? It wasn't always like this. I struggled. I went through things. I couldn't pay my rent at one time. I was I was broke. You know, you know, family upbringing was always dis- dysfunctional. But look, I got some. I got some. Sto- I got some information, and I can help you. But I had to go through all that, and it took me. And here's the thing: they always say seven years. It took me seven years to have overnight success. I got my break on the show seven years in LA. So I tell people it looked cool, it looked fun, it looked easy, but it's work. You know what I'm saying? Like now I got to show up every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, even if I don't want to, I have to show up. Oh, Eric, we want you to talk about this. Oh, is it? and I love it because, you know, I'm living my dreams or whatever, but I'm constantly over here working on myself, yeah. trying to figure out. I was talking to my dad early this morning. And, you know, I just turned my car in. I'm about to get a new one. I was asking him questions. And I said, the reason I'm asking you that, because I don't know if you know, but most of my life, I've been making decisions on my own. Um, and so now that I'm older, I'm learning how to ask for another person's perspective so I can get different feedback. Because I know how to make decisions. That's all I had to do. I had no choice at, at some point. You know, I didn't have guidance. My dad wasn't in my ear when I was a kid. My mom wasn't telling me what I should, you know, it's like, it just wasn't for whatever reason. And I figured it out. So now I'm just like, hey, what you think? What you think? 
I already know what I think. I already know what I'm going to do. I've been doing it my whole life. I don't have a problem making decisions. It's just sometimes it's good to have another opinion. So, yeah, that's just basically the, the nutshell of the show and how everything just came about. And now I'm here. And uh, it's miracle season. And uh, it's more to live, more to give. They say the secret to living is giving. Mm, I and like I think that. my challenge is and my what I'm learning is that I got to learn how to give more to myself. Right? Because my paradigm is projected to always focus on someone else before myself. So that's how I know. I have that information already. I know how to take care of someone. I got to learn how to take care of me the best way possible. And if not physically, internally, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, having that neglect from your parents forces you to feel like, oh, maybe you're not worthy enough, or maybe it's not about you, make it about everybody else. So that's the path I took when I was a kid up until, you know, my adulthood. Yeah. And, you know, the show actually helped me figure a lot of things out and healed me in so many ways. So I'm forever grateful for the franchise and that platform. And it's incredible to hear, you know, all that you've overcome and dealt with and the way that it's helped you move towards your purpose. Because I think that's the toughest thing is in life, we're so busy trying to figure out or, or stuck on what we think is supposed to be happening in our lives. Like what we're supposed to be doing, the job we're supposed to have, you know, the way we're supposed to be living. And then especially when you add social media into the mix, which I can't stand, but it just makes you even more focused on comparing yourself to others and focus on the wrong things. And I was literally just having this conversation as well. And just when you have that moment of realization that, you know, it's, it's, it is about you, you know, if you're focusing on being your best, that's when you can be your best for others in your job in your work, you know, you talk about using your platform to help give back and inspire. You can't do that if you don't know who you are, you know, and so you do have to take time to learn, love yourself, figure yourself out, figure out what you really want and what really drives you to be able to best pour yourself into others and not the other way around. And then if I you're pouring I think just say that again. That should be a quote. I've never heard it. <laughs> so say that again. That's kind of powerful. Oh, thanks. You know, you have to be at your best in order to pour yourself into others. I think that's what I said. I don't remember, but we can rewind. Yeah, you said that. it before. It was just kind of like cool. Like it was kind of like in my mind when you said it, I, I had a visual of you do things to put yourself in a certain type of vibration and frequency to make you feel a certain way. Therefore, people are going to want to come to you, but therefore you don't need to help them because of the energy you're in. Exactly. And that's what happened to me because my energy changed, my life changed. Exactly. When your perspective, when your approach, yeah. when your energy, when you're yeah. carrying yourself different, like that yeah. glow that people talk about, yeah. that's real. When you right. really find yourself and you're happy being in the skin you're in and you yeah. stop comparing yourself, that is when people start to, you attract the right types of people. Yeah. So it is very special to hear that you took that time and have figured yourself out. And of course, always are. We're never done. Yeah, absolutely. And now you're able to work in all these different areas as a trainer, as a mental health advocate. I know I jokingly called you a Zodiac sign expert, but you're <laughs> not, um, yeah, in all these yeah. different areas that you're working in. So using your, what I always say is using your passion to fulfill your purpose. So yeah. your passion is, is helping people, yeah. but you enjoy doing that and reaching them. How have you been able to pivot out of being just a TV personality? I do feel like a lot of times when we see someone <laughs> on TV, sometimes they get pigeonholed to that role we see them yeah. in. Yeah. You know, and they get stuck. And you talked about before the show getting stuck and put into a box. You know, being on The Bachelor, being on The Bachelor, and then pivoting to now use it as a platform to help achieve your ultimate purpose. What was that challenge or that process for you to figure out how to use it as a tool and not something that could hold you back? Well, I think the first thing for me was how do people see me? What am I to people in a public 
viewing or social space. You know, so that's, I, I started being more aware of like when I'm going out, when I'm on TV, the promoters at the club, the women, you know, you know, guys, you know, coming up to me in New York, like, man, my girl love the show, I want a photo. I'm like, damn, this thing is really a thing. Like, <clears throat> I didn't know, like, people were saying, you're famous, you're a celebrity. I'm like, what? Like, no, I'm not. You know, and so what I had to realize was that I had to stop neglecting someone else's perspective and perception on me and try to understand what that means to them, mm. you know, because it's not fair if you're trying to give me something that makes you feel good, that's true to you. And then I'm like, nah, get out of here. Now I'm knocking the energy off because now I can't get the proper fulfillment of that in the proper perspective. So I started doing research and I started looking at it like, oh, okay. I had to know a guy out in Westlake, California. And he said, yeah, I think he met, he went to school with Brad Pitt. And he was asking like, how do you deal with, you know, being famous or a celebrity? He's like, when people come around, just take care of them. Mm. And I just took that like, don't matter what it is, how you feel, just take care of them. And I'm like, damn, it's so subtle, but it's so real. So that, you know, I took that into consideration. Then I was reading, um, the guy, Robert Greene has a book um, called The Laws of Human Nature. I think I was listening to a podcast and he talked about when people know you from a certain background or industry and you stay in that industry and you're consistent, he's like, that's great right? That's great. But what happens is you can get pigeonholed because that's all people see you as. So a little bit of mystery, a little bit of keeping people on their toes and maybe change your look up. Maybe you do a different thing. Like you got to always keep people on their toes when it comes to who you are for your brand, because if not, they're only going to see you as this person. So, I, But I always wanted, my intention was to not, I'm not going to just be a face to the name. Like I'm more than that. So I'm gonna show you better than I can tell you. And the universe started bringing people. And that's someone at the radio station, Power 106. I do emotion boot camps. I have a partnership with LA County Department of Mental Health. I'm learning about suicide prevention, and Dee Dee Hirsch, and um, Mental Health Awareness Month. I'm getting more insight and more invites and insights. And you know, I'm doing you know 5K uh, brain tumor association warmups and you know, breast cancer research boot camps, and I'm learning all this new information. I'm doing commercials, you know, I'm on podcasts. So, you know, Gary Vee says it's called platform hacking. You mm. want to go to different platforms and put your face and brand on those places and you want to get that viewership because that's a platform that you can hack. So for me, I wanted to be everywhere. I told my manager, I want to be everywhere. If I'm on a Bumble app, if I'm on a commercial, if I'm on TV, if I'm on a polo or Hanes ad or print ad, I want to be everywhere. You hear me on a video, you you doing boot camps, I'm on podcasts, I'm on whatever. I want to be everywhere. So therefore, no one can ever put me in a box. And then this year, before the pandemic, it was all about products. My spirit was like, you need to create products. You need to create products. It was like, create products and you need to like save your money. That's what my spirit just kept telling me beginning of the year, but I didn't know why. So top of the year, Vanessa Simmons and I, uh, shouts out to Mike T, Celebrity Training, did a uh, fitness challenge. That was one. Chris Randone and I from the show, through the pandemic, we wrote a book. That's another product. I got another book coming out, you know, uh, uh, more willing to believe December, a quote book. Yeah. So, you know, uh, and now I just got my merch, It's Miracle Season merch. Uh, account is up where people can go buy hoodies and t-shirts and mugs and phone cases and all that stuff so really just building a foundation for my brand and my business but it took me from 
doing on these shows, doing all these interviews, meeting all these people, getting different perspectives and learning like, okay, I'm somebody to a lot of people in a different way. And I didn't know that or believe it the way they did because I'm like, I'm just being me. But being me has other people looking at me different who don't really know me. They only know me from a show. So I took that as like, well, the motivation and inspiration, I've always been at, but those people don't know that. Right. So when I'm speaking, they're like, oh my God. I'm like, oh yeah, this is easy. I've been doing this all my life. So that's basically, you know, I mean, I know that's a lot, but that's just how it happened. And my intentions is to be everywhere for the greater good of the brand, the business, and for young black men, um, people of color. And then, you know, I want, and all people, but more so I want black men to understand that it's fly to be educated. It's fly to be vulnerable. It's cool um, to be intelligent. Um, It's cool to be humble. Um, It's cool to know about yourself and not being an ego so much. And I wanna be the example and the model for that not saying that I'm perfect, I'm gonna do everything right, but I wanna bring them into my world and say, look guys, it's cool to get a manicure, pedicure, it's cool to get a, a facial. Um, you can tell your girl you love her, bro. Like you can hug her, you can hug her in front of your boys and kiss her, it's all right. You ain't gotta, you know, so it's time for that narrative to change. So I, I coined a term, remember maybe like seven years ago, it's called going pro in life because I wanted to go pro in ball. Yes. So instead of going pro and ball, it didn't happen. I said, I had to figure out how to go pro in life. How do I be a professional in life? So that's when all these books came about from reading, going to seminars, studying YouTube videos, and just trying to understand how do I become this person? How do I become something to give something, to create something, you know? And so it's more than just a look. It's more than just fame. It's more than just being cool. It's more than just being associated and having access. It's about who are you? And what are you going to bring to the world? And what are you going to leave? Mm, yeah. So it's way more than, you know, what it, like, as I always say, it's bigger than me. And my last name is bigger, right? It really is bigger than me. I love to play on words, but you better use it. You better use yeah, it. I mean, it's in my bio on Instagram, and it's bigger than me. It really is. Right. That's how I live my life. Because I see the big picture. I see your big picture just in this interview. I see mm-hmm. where you're going, you know? So it's simple when you understand. Yes. But to understand it's not easy because you got to go through some trials and tribulations you probably do not want to go through. But that's all part of growth. So, yeah. And that's why I always tell people it is so important to take time to recognize where you started and where you've, where you've come from, where you are now and where you're going. Because when you have that perspective of understanding the journey in itself, it makes you appreciate where you are. You know, it's very easy to get caught up either one way or the other, as you mentioned, in staying humble. Sometimes people get big headed because they feel like they made it. They feel like because people recognize you or you have X amount of followers or X amount of likes that you made it, but there's more, there's always more you can do and always more ways to grow, diversify your work, reach different people. As you talk about in different platforms, through podcasts, through TV, through, you know, ads and commercials, whatever it may be, there's so many ways to reach people. So if you feel like you've mastered one aspect of life, why not go do something else? And I do think that as you talk about not wanting to be stuck in a box and not wanting to limit yourself, that is something that is like very apparent through the way that you speak and carry yourself because that's inspirational. You know, I do think, especially as black people, we often get told that we're doing too much. I know I've heard that so many times. You're doing too much. You're going to burn yourself out. You know, back when I was an athlete, back when I was in more like the, as a athlete 
pursuing professional soccer, as a reporter, in all these different areas that I work in, people are like, well, why are you doing all that? I'm like, well, are you asking that person why they're doing all that? Are you asking Susan over there why she's doing so much? Probably not. But we often get told we're doing too much. We're going to burn ourselves out. There's no need to do all that. Just play basketball. Just get into music. And so as you mentioned, also being an inspiration for Black men specifically to realize it's okay to break outside the mold and the stereotypes of what Black men are being taught to be. So I definitely want to know, as you talk about your book, and I want to get into more around that as well, you know, what really is next for you? What do you, if you had to pick areas that you're trying to pour yourself into as we're talking about giving back to others and the outreach that you're doing. You talked about being involved in mental health as well, but what's next with your book as well as just you career-wise that you're trying to grow and diversify the work you're doing to continue to elevate and grow as a professional? Well, I mean, the, the, the intentions is to grow the brand even more, right? To um, increase the volume of what I'm bringing and what I'm doing. So to create more content, um, uh, that could be on video, it can be more books, audio books, um, speaking engagements, panel, panel discussions. I've done many of those. Um, but honestly, you know, getting back on TV, you know, what I realized in this pandemic and just over the last few years is that TV is the biggest marketing tool you can have for your brand. Yeah. If it's the right show, um, whether that's commercials, uh, movies, television shows, hosting gigs, get back on TV, right? Mm-hmm. Um, increase, increase that, um, go to another level, you know, um, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, I guess time for the, the next level. Yes. Um, give back more, learn more. And my band has always been about evolving. I'm always, just I was, a, and that's really in relationships, I always feared it was like, not only the intimacy part because of what I didn't get growing up, but that I'm always about growing and I'm afraid that if whoever I end up with or who I was going to be with at the time, they can't, they can't match, can't match that because it's like, and it's not that I don't care about them in the moment. I don't want them to grow. I was just like, I'm gone. Like, baby, I'm, I gotta go. Like I have a mission, you know? And when you have a mission, you just know what you know and you got to do it or else your soul will suffer. So for me, it's always been about evolving. I want to increase my viewership. Um, my opportunities. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people, they knock the Kardashians, but I just believe what they did was just legendary. They changed the world just off of their TV show. And they, they employ people, you know, they gave giving people jobs over those years. People were employed because of their show. Yeah. So I was like, or people hate them or not. I was like, I want to be in a position where I can employ people. I want to give people opportunity. I want to teach people that, look, this is how you do it. This is how you not do it. Um, you know, teach men how to groom themselves and be professional and, you know, yes. words, diction, you know, word choice is important. Um, learning how to speak properly. You know, I have a speech coach. I go once a week. Wow. So it's not making it like, oh, I'm this perfect person. It's just like, oh, I want to be better so I can add value to the lives around me and the people coming up. I have nephews and a niece. What's their blueprint? They need a blueprint. Yeah. So you know, that's it for me. Like, honestly, just increasing everything I'm doing to the whole, to another level where it's impactful in a worldly, you know, sense and all people, I don't care what age, what background, what culture, what language, you're going to be impacted. I'm going to inspire you. Whether I'm going to make you laugh, make you cry, make you work out, <laughs> make you think, 
challenge you. Um, I'm, 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 here. I'm here, I'm here, and I'm here for the long run. And I want people to know that they can figure out what it is they need to do for the benefit of themselves and their life. It's, it's simple, but it's not easy because the world puts so much BS on us with distractions and programming and belief systems. And so you got to unpack a lot of things to get to your higher self at times. So, hmm. yeah. One of my final questions for you is do you have a defining moment? I think that often, and there, it could be multiple. I know I have many, but a moment that really allowed you to realize that what you've been through doesn't have to cripple you or limit you. I know you talk about your upbringing. You've mentioned it a number of times and how it's kind of changed the way that you see the world for good and bad reasons, you know, because you didn't have the intimacy. You didn't have some of the things that maybe others did. So was there a moment that you realized that what you've experienced in life, the things you've overcome, the things you've learned through are actually your best tool to help you be able to relate to someone else, relate to that young boy or girl or relate to them in a different way because you are real. It's not like you've always been given a silver spoon and, and yeah. it's been easy for you. Everything hasn't just been handed over to you. So you have a major defining moment. I'm sure as get, again, I'm sure there are many, but yeah, one that I have, really- I've had several, but there are two when you were speaking that stood out And the first one was with, um, uh, this is an executive producer on the bachelorette and bachelor named, uh, um, Bennett, we call him Bennett. And, um, we was having a conversation. I think we was in Switzerland or Norway. Maybe we were in Spain the last, you know, in Bachelorette. And he was saying, I just want to let you know, your life will forever change. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, my friend, your life will be different from here on out. I'm like, okay. But it wasn't that. It was more so he was saying, I was like, because when I went to my hometown, I didn't know I had a bad upbringing. I was just like, oh, this is life. And the word he used, he was like, my friend, to be honest, your upbringing was complex. So oh. it made me think like, and so the one mo- another moment, and I'll wrap it up here, was that I was in, we was in paradise, we were filming. I'm on the beach, the sun is out, the waves are moving, the rocks are there. It looks like a postcard. It looks like, what is, where, where am I? And I had this thought of like, damn, I remember being in Baltimore, <laughs> playing basketball for money, while guy was over there shooting dice. Those guys was over there selling dope. But yet I'm on a TV show talking about love. What has happened? Those are two different worlds. And for a long time, I didn't even see myself as successful or having public success or doing things. I was just like, I'm, I didn't even feel that way. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just doing life. And I had to realize like, no, you've you really done some things. You should be proud of yourself and take it in. But those two moments stood out because it made me reflect my dad said something about a month ago. He said, son, people always ask you where you're going, but no one asks you where you've been. He said, sometimes you got to know where you've been and know where you're going. And I tell people that every day since that conversation, because I had to go back and like, where the, who am I? Where do I come from? And my dad was like, son, you're what I wanted to be. I had the right intentions when I was young, but I made the wrong decisions. So you're what, you're my development of what I wanted and I get to live through you. So you never know who you're impacting. You never know how your story is going to end or change. And I'm here to tell anybody, never give up because I could never think my life would have been the way it was when the show came. I was just like, it was so surreal. It's like, wow, dreams do come true. Yeah. You know, God really has my back. Like, 
because there were moments I kept getting shut down. Just like, no, no. And I'm like, what am I doing? And it happened. So just be open to receiving and um, just go for it. Yes, yes. I did say that earlier. Know where you started or where you come yeah, from. Yeah, that's what I wanted. That's where? why I was speaking back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, that's the truth. And that you really do have to understand who you are. You know, what, what is the reason why that you are so moved to want to fulfill this purpose? And once you understand that and really have a, a good grasp of your own identity, Again, that's when you're able to best work and do uh, the work that you're called to do. So I know that you have your book, Transformation, which is Change Your Mindset, Change Your Energy, Change Your Life. You also have your quotes book. Tell people about where they can find your books and also where they can follow you to keep up with these incredible messages and all the work that you're doing. Yeah, um, so thank you, by the way. Uh, Amazon, you can go get Transformation book. Um, by myself, Eric Bigger, and Chris Randone. Change your mindset, change your energy, change your life. That's the subtitle, but it's transformation. Go on Amazon, type in that, put my name, it'll come up. Uh, the quote book will drop um, sometime in December on 100daysofwisdom.com. You can go get it. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Bigger, and then Instagram is just Eric Bigger, B-I-G-G-E-R. Uh, also, Link in my bio for my It's Miracle Season brand and merch. Merch is why I have mugs and phone cases and hoodies and t-shirts because it is a miracle season. We're all living a miracle in our own season. So go get some merch um, to feel that inspiration and motivation. And uh, I see you guys around, you know, maybe on Instagram, maybe on TV. I don't know, but that's where you can find my stuff. Um, I'm so happy and grateful for this platform on this interview and, um, Life is what we make it. And I'm here to make minds great and share it with people who want to be great as well. Yes. And you just triggered the song by Tasha Cobbs, put a praise on it. There's a miracle in this room with my name on it. Wow. That's the song? Yeah. You didn't know that? Oh, it's such a good song. You got to send me that. See? (laughs) Please. Yes. No, it's so, it's so, it's so good. And I'm a very religious person and very, well, very spiritual person. And there's always a song that fits everything. And that, when you said that, like it's miracle season, like that's the concept of it. Like there's a miracle in this room. Yeah, my miracle happened on my season. I fell in love for the first time. That was the miracle. But I said it's miracle season before that. I was foreshadowing, but I didn't know what I was foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. You see? So, and it came to me. This, this miracle season came to me. I didn't say it, it just came to my spirit. And like, I let it out. Yeah. So, yeah. Powerful. Power- Jinx. I was about to say that, but... <laughs> Thank you, Eric, so much for taking time to join us here on Beyond the Headlines. It's been a pleasure getting a chance to talk to you about your career, all the incredible work that you're doing to make an impact, to make a difference, using your platform. And I'm sure there are bigger and better things in your future. And this is really just the beginning. So thank you so much for taking time to join us. Thank you, Beyond the Headlines. Renee, this was awesome. Awesome. Have a good one. I appreciate you. Talk soon. Thank you. y'all it's your girl Michaela McNuff host of spilling the beans bringing you the latest scoop each and every week and you're tuned in to beyond the headlines with Renee Washington on Fox Sports Radio
Poppin' Beyond the Headlines family, and welcome to another week of Spilling the Beans on Beyond the Headlines with Renee Washington. I'm your host, Michaela McNuff, giving you the latest news, drama, and everything sports. A youth football coach is facing child abuse charges after a video goes viral. Stick with me to get the details on this story, and if you haven't done so, go ahead and follow your girl on Instagram at anchor underscore McNuff to let me know what you think about today's discussion. Now, law enforcement launched a child abuse investigation into Garrett Williams over the December 7th incident that took place at a youth football event in Florida. Williams was seen on camera smacking a nine-year-old during the game and the video instantly went viral, sparkling in outrage. Now, the video was widely condemned, especially by star athletes, including LeBron James. Now, the youth football coach has since apologized for his actions, and the mother of the young boy told officers that she is not wanting to move forward with criminal charges against Williams. Now, I saw the video, guys, um, and basically they were having a game. You know, obviously the coach gets really into it, and he's kind of hard on the boys, but he takes it to a point where he literally, like, smacks this boy. Like, this, mind you, this is a little boy. It's a youth team. So, the little boy's only nine years old. And he, like, smacks the boy. Like, smacks, smacks the boy. Like, not even a regular smack. Like, smacks, smacks. And here's my take on it. My husband plays football. So, like, my whole household um, eats, sleeps, breathes football. So, I get it, you know. Um, I've been at football games. I've been around before the football game starts. I know sometimes the coaches get mad. You know, they cuss. They, you know, they're really hard on them because they're extremely passionate. However, that does not give you an excuse to put your hands on anybody. There should never be a point to where you turn and you put your hands on someone. I think that's when it's just, you know, you're, you're taking it to the next level. Um, on top of that, these are kids. You're supposed to be pouring into them encouraging them um you know motivating them keeping them on the right path keeping them out of trouble you know making them want to be a better person and i don't feel like you know you putting your hands or resorting to violence is like that's just beyond me you're like you just put your hands on somebody's child let's just start there this little boy is nine years old you put your hands on somebody's child you better be glad that that lady had mercy on you and decided not to press charges that's one thing that that's the, that's the highlight of this thing the lady decided not to press charges against the coach now, the youth football coach has since, again, he has since apologized. However, um, he will be hit hard with child abuse charges over the incident. Um, you know, prosecutors and people from the sheriff's county had, has all seen the video. So they are now stepping in. Um, and, you know, obviously they're going to take action when it comes to this incident that took place. Um, Again, you know, social media could be a blessing and a curse because this did go viral. Um, so not only is this man still going to be facing charges, but, you know, his he's out there. You know, he's out there now. You know, a lot of people saw the video. He's receiving death threats. He's receiving all these things. And um, again, you know, even though he apologized, like that's all fine and dandy. But, you know, imagine what he does behind closed doors. I think that's what I worry about the most. This man was willing to slap this little boy in front of a full game of people. So imagine what he does to these kids when they're having private practices and no one's around. When it comes to kids, we're dealing with a whole different ball game because you have to understand that it starts from young. And so for you to put your hands on this child, again, even though the mom didn't press charges, even though the mom accepts his apology and things like that, it's like, you know, you have to be very careful and, you know, you have to be mindful of some of the things that you're doing and some of the things that you're saying, especially when it comes to the youth and the younger generation. We want to build up a generation of entrepreneurs. We want to build up a generation of successful people. We want to build up a generation where we're not going to have as many people in the jailhouses. We're not going to have as many you know violent crimes like that's the type of generation that we're wanting to build up and so for you to put this hand your hand excuse me on this little boy like 
that's uh, i'm sorry but you are not a great example you are not someone that i would want my child to look up to you are not someone that i would trust my child with and that's just the end of that so um let me know if you guys saw the video because the video did go viral it got a lot of views of course a lot of backlash as well lebron james had his intake on it um so let me know what you guys think about this and especially for you parents who do have um young kids that you put in athletic programs um my daughter she's only one but when she goes to school and you know she gets into sports and stuff i'm definitely pushing towards um you know her getting into sports and being active so let me know does this concern you guys at all let me know what this makes you think you know especially when you're leaving your children with these after school programs and things like that so give me your opinion on my instagram page and as always guys thank you so much for tuning in you are listening to spilling the beans on beyond the headlines with renee washington i'm your host mckayla mcnuff checking out peace What's going on, man? It's Mr. Newbury. Now you checking in right now to Beyond the Headlines. You know that intro at the beginning of the song? That's me. <laughs> I just wanted to come through and let you know what's up. But back to my good sis, Renee Washington. You already know what's going on. For sure. you guys have been enjoying this week's episode of beyond the headlines starting off with eric bigger a reality tv star but he's so much more than that more than just being a tv personality a fitness trainer a man that is very motivational with his book that he's that he has written the concept of it's bigger than me and it's miracle season which i love 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 those messages that he's continuing to bring out so Follow him, check him out as he is honestly using his platform to help continue to grow his career. I think it's really just the beginning for him. And then we had Michaela McNuff sharing the story around a youth football coach. Good gosh. You know what? There are so many stories like this that you hear and it's, it's awful because these are the types of experiences that cause kids to not want to play sports anymore, not want to be, be a part of a pro, an activity or a program, whatever it may be, because there's an adult that can't act like an adult and is very inappropriate to the point that they're being degrading and belittling to, to kids, to kids. Come on, guys. Just a reminder, sports, even, uh, you know, things that are going on in the world, it's not always the end of the world, especially in sports. As competitive as we all are, there is more to life than winning games. And I, I hurts me to even say that as a competitor, but it should never get to the point that you are being so belittling and disrespectful to children. Oh, goodness. Well, we've got more coming your way here on Beyond the Headlines. So stay tuned. Hit that subscribe button so you can keep up with the show each and every week as we're bringing you the latest, greatest content around sports, news, entertainment. We're going to be getting a deeper dive into the NFL playoffs, the NBA season, the WNBA season, the Wizards. Oh, the Wizards. The news, the bad news continues. Thomas Bryant with a torn ACL. He's out for the Wizards. The Mystics hopefully will give us some much better results as the when the NBA season tips off and much, much more. So as always, have a great rest of your day. Have an awesome, awesome week. I hope you guys are continuing to be motivated to continue to work towards your goals. Stay ambitious, stay hungry, stay patient. And your miracle is coming. It's miracle season. Yes. Have a good one. I'll see you guys right back here for more on Beyond the Headlines on Fox Sports Radio and across all streaming platforms. See you next time. Bye.
Only on beyond the headlines. This is beyond the headlines. <laughs> Only on beyond the headlines. This is beyond the headlines. <laughs> Only on beyond the headlines. This is beyond the headlines. We're Renee Washington.